You're listening to The Soul Chronicles, the podcast navigating life and times in the sneaker industry, Hollywood, and corporate America. Hi, this is Mohameda El Muhajir, co host of The Soul Chronicles, the podcast navigating life and times in the sneakers, sports, entertainment industries, and corporate America. Today, our episode is a recording we did for Influencer Africa, a virtual forum for brands, marketers, and influencers to explore trends, best practices, and successful case studies of influencer partnerships. We're using today's recording because both Nikita and I were speakers on Influencer Africa, as well as Manifest, an African hip-hop artist who has worked with a number of brands, including Martel, Visa, and Absa Bank. Influencer Africa. This is the forum exploring all things influencer marketing in Africa and beyond. Thank you so much for being here. I know some of you are still joining in on the webinar. Um, We're excited to have you here today. We have a lot of exciting information. We're going to be sharing a lot of exciting guests. Um, This is a platform that's for brands, for marketers, and especially for influencers to really just get to better understand the industry, to better understand the relationships between companies and influencers, um, the content that influencers are creating, and there's and just ways to really heighten um, the industry and, and influencer marketing across the continent. My name is Mohameda El-Muhajir. I'm the Director of Strategy at Waxprint Media. We are a digital marketing and PR agency based in Accra, Ghana. We're here today at the Martini Studio. Um, We'll pan around in a little while so you guys can have a look at the space. Thanks so much to Martini for hosting us today. Um, I know it's the middle of the day, but we're gonna have some cocktails (laughs) while we're here as well. Um, My background in entertainment marketing um, and influencer marketing goes back to the beginning of my career. One of my first jobs in the industry was working at the William Morris Agency, which is one of the most prestigious um, talent agencies in the world. Um, I think now they merge with another agency, Endeavor, and it's William Morris Endeavor, something like that. But when I started in the industry, um, I was an assistant for agents, um, talent agents that represented film stars, TV stars, literary um, authors and um, music artists as well. So working with those agents, I learned the art of the negotiation on behalf of the entertainer, right? Um, How to, you know, decide on what amount of money an artist is gonna get based on how his sales were going or something like that, Um, you know, what kind of deals um, celebrities could get when they had a movie coming out or a TV show or something like that. So I really um, began to understand negotiation um, when I worked at the agency. And then I moved over to the brand side um, where I worked at Nike Entertainment um, where I, I ran the music division. And I oversaw the relationship between the Nike brand and the music industry and music artists And I was able to do a lot of really interesting partnerships with artists. Um, I booked artists on our commercials. I booked artists for Nike events. And I did some collaborations with artists like Eminem, Pharrell Williams, Nelly, 
Um, I work with Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys, just a wide range of um, influencers and artists. And from there, I really understood influencer marketing and marketing from the brand side. So that's why I'm really, really excited about this topic today. I think that there's so, like really sky is the limit, right? The sky is the limit. Um, and when we talk about influencers, right? We, you know, you think about what does that mean? You know, influencers are people who can impact or affect behavior of others. When you think about that, that's really powerful. Like, here's a person who, based on what they see, what they like, what they do, can have an impact on others. And that impact and that behavior really usually causes an action. Um, from a company, you want that action to be a purchase. But that action could also be a donation. That action could also be adoption. That action could also be a change in perception. So um, influencers, you know, it's a powerful role and it's not always entertainment. You know, today we're gonna talk a lot about influencers as entertainers, but pretty much all entertainers are influencers, but not all influencers are entertainers. <clears throat> influencers can be in any um, industry, you know, they're doctors who are influencers in their industry. They um, recently worked on a project and we needed to get entrepreneurs who are influencers. And another project, we needed to find a business leader who was an influencer in the business world. Um, but I think influencer marketing is really, really one of the most impactful forms of marketing um, that there is. Um, I'm not sure the exact science behind it, but you know, there's numbers to the number of times you hear a radio ad before you actually take action, or the number of times that you see a TV ad run before you take action and you go and buy the product. But with influencers, it could literally be one post. It could be one video that as they say, breaks the internet, right? Just recently, a couple of weeks ago, we, um, Nicki Minaj was promoting her new mixtape. She posted a picture of herself wearing Crocs. And I think that the Crocs website shut down because so many people were going to the website trying to buy the Crocs. There's no TV commercial billboard or radio that could have that kind of effects on a business. And that's really the power of influencers. And that's what we're gonna be talking about here today. Um, and we're here in Accra, we're here in Accra, Ghana, um, and we're really highlighting influencers on the continent. Um, and they have an interesting role because, um, you know, it's not just selling products. I mean, we saw recently that with social impact, you know, influencers are being involved in social platforms. We saw recently in Nigeria with NSARS right now in Ghana with Fixed Ghana. The influencers are playing a role in um, being involved in things to make, to have social change. And that's really, really important and very powerful as well. And even changing the narrative of Africa. We saw with Ghana's year of return, how uh, influential influencers were with, um, you know, making traveling to Africa and Ghana look hip and sexy and we're just starting and that's really the power of influencers. So we're going to jump right into our influencer talk. Manifest, um, if you don't know who Manifest is, 
which I'm like, who are you? Um, he's an award-winning MC, rap artist, performing artist, um, and he's here in Ghana, but performs and travels all over the world. Um, and we talked about some of the challenges of influencer marketing, and one of them is that in Ghana, the Food and Drug Administration has, you know, put limits on artists, um, you know, representing alcoholic beverages. So, um, which is kind of very impactful for artists because that's one of the ways that they could, you know, make income from, you know, some of these brand partnerships. But it looks like you guys have done some really interesting things and really changed from like, you know, brand ambassador kind of in terms of advertising to more experiences. So I want to find out um, how that Martel, Martel partnership, you know, has grown and, you know, and, and, and what the creative ways that you guys have been able to partner um, in light of, you know, Ghana's FDA rules. Yeah, I do think uh, one, one credit to Martel is I think a kind of progressive and understanding kind of the cutting edge of what it looks like to advertise our markets in this in this current climate you know in the world like what is interesting is no longer the guinness type of advert I, I don't mean to mention brands but i have to like back in the day when i was young somebody would be holding a drink and they would be drinking it and all that kind of stuff we moved past that except by experiences brand affinity and other things that's not directly get this drink so in because they have, I think they understand, you know, what experiences and stuff, uh, experience-based activations and all that stuff, taste of matter, all of that. It's been easy to, to navigate that because it, it, the core of our engagement is not about selling a drink. It's about events and experiences and other things that gives a brand affinity to, to then enhance whatever sales or, or marketing they want. So, I think it's clever, and I think you also understand what the the new world we are in is about. You understand? I mean, you know, this is the same way in which somebody might do a TikTok, right? It's got nothing to do with the song. It might be the person doing a skit, or they are doing a funny dance. But when that goes viral, the song that is done to has such benefit. Uh, what do you call it? experiences that a benefit from that and so understanding that, that that connection is more important that yo here's my new song enjoy it or here's the product drink it no there's there, there's more layers and depth to um i guess what 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 is possible and you know i think we might tell the taste of some for instance this past christmas was very successful because it was a unique experience that takes you into all sorts of other things but and even people who can be here from a distance, what they see on social media, they're like, oh, this looks intriguing. This is interesting. So that has also been successful because of that. But finally, also because I think it is not one of There's a consistency. I do my taste of sound and then my tell is part of manifestivity. So then it's like you are, you, you are getting to see more than once. It's not a touch and go. And I think that has been important in both, let's say, upside and Martel for me. Yeah. It seems like you, um, they, they involve you a lot in terms of the creative. I mean, I saw like a video clip that looked like a music video, um, you know, like how, how involved were you? You know, there are sometimes, I mean, I, I work on the brand side a lot. We're like, hey, this is what we need you to do. This is what we need you to post. 
and you don't have a lot of say, but it looked like, you know, you were quite involved. And was it that way? Absolutely. I mean, we always are because for me, it's not about you're getting money and then you're doing something that somebody wants. We, I think whilst you were off, what I was telling them is being an independent artist in me is I've developed, I, I, I've been collecting data my whole career to be able to advance it. I collect data, whether anecdotally or statistically, to know where my fans are, to know what they are liking, et cetera. So based on that, I might have such a more intimate insight as to how to influence the audience, you know, than an outside perspective. So I might look at what you see to, to do and say, okay, yeah, but you know, Let's let's try this instead. The press conference might not really be the one because let, let's try, let, let's reach the audience where in their point of interest. Their point of interest is in something that looks like a music video or me doing a freestyle, etc. Um, so so we definitely always are involved. There's never hands on, hands off. I mean, which which in effect means that you you are acting like an agency, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. you have to embrace that part of it because when the when the thing is successful, it is value for all sides. Other, other, I, I know for sure other brands are always observing, saying, "Look, look at this thing that's going on." And, and I, I mean, the funny thing is, people have proposed, other brands have proposed things to me to do that is clearly them trying to replicate what I've done with us. <laughs> so, so definitely having an involvement in terms of the creative and sort of the ideas, it's, it's, it's always integral. It's, the, it's at the core of how we try to operate. Even in our decision of how to, to announce the brand ambassadorship, we, we, had, we chose very creative and, 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 and impactful ways. We didn't do a press conference. We didn't do any of that. I literally took the audience that week through a process. I went to the studio and told them, that, okay, here are two beats, you know, help me select a beat. I was on Twitter and, and help me select a beat. This beat, beat one or beat two, because today I'm going to be recording. I have some things to say. And basically, beat two was trending on Twitter that day. They, uh, you know, audience chose beat two. So I decided to do beat two and talk some things. And at the end, use it to announce the fact that I was the new Absa brand ambassador. And that was dope. So even prior to the pandemic in February or just prior to the pandemic, we have started already using creative ways to, 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 to I guess, use, uh, to, to communicate with a, uh, with, with, with a brand ambassadorship. And so we, are, we were already in that mode and there was a, we had outlined stuff we wanted to do, but now we had to pivot and do stuff that was more digital. A lot of the stuff that had to do with content creation had to be more digital and couldn't be happening couldn't involve me going into places as some of the ideas involved. But we're able to pivot and, you know, and just, you know, come up with some of these ideas that were, you know, whether it was the B2 challenge, that was very successful. We did a simple and easy ad with APSA that was also very impactful. Um, because I, I, we, I, I generally, my career, I'm, I'm one of these artists who, Social media is responsible for my career. I can confidently say that without social media, I would, ha- I would have no career, you know? So when it comes to a, a time like the pandemic, where then everybody can, there can be a lot of activations physically and it, it has to be in the digital space. I think I was a bit more well-equipped to engage in that, um, that, that arena, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Well, I know that you have something coming up. You did what I, people consider like the party of the decade with Martel, with the home by Bar Martel. And amazing. I'm sure they converted a lot of people into cognac drinkers from that event. And I know something you have coming up um, next very soon um, with Martel. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I don't know if they've given the green light to talk about it, but we have another exciting event coming in June. Uh, and like you said, I mean, based on just the reputation of the last ones we've done, which have been so talked about, like the word of mouth, the results of those events have been amazing in terms of what people say word of mouth. Like everywhere I go in town, I hear, oh, uh, Home by Martel, that was the most incredible party. That was the most, people have such incredible memories. So I think this, this one next month is also meant to bring have its own special something. It's not a replication of something that has been done before, but have it has its own special something. And for me, the great thing is that it coincides with me during an album rollout, so I can also bring something new and fresh to it that will, 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 will add more value to it. But yeah, I mean, it hasn't been announced by them yet, so I don't know if I can announce the date, but it's in June for sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. I think you um, have added something, just some of your insights into how you approach these partnerships, because I feel like sometimes artists think that when somebody's offering them something, they just have to take it and they don't have a lot of input. So I think, you know, you have shown that you know you can approach it from your own perspective and really stay true to your brand. Um, and I think you know just continue to do that because other people are watching, and as you said, they can replicate this model. So manifest. Thank you so much for joining us today for holding down the court during our technical difficulties. And um, you know, we'll see you. That's the good thing about about being. Uh, and the rapper part of being a musician is freestyling is like part of our nature. <laughs> <laughs> well, that came in handy today. Yeah, Thank you so much, Manifest. And we'll be looking to see you at the next um, Martel event, which I'm sure it's going to be amazing like the others have been. Thank you to everybody. Bless up. Okay, take care. We are a few minutes past schedule, but not too much. We have our last guest speaker for the for the day is someone who I've worked so much with over the years and throughout my career, um, Nikita Newell Hall. She's one of the pioneers, I'm gonna say. I mean, I'm not even just saying that. She's one of the pioneers in entertainment marketing and influencer marketing. We've worked together through, at so many places and continue to work together. We actually host a podcast called The Soul Chronicles, which we talk about our experience working in entertainment um, and the sneaker industry. So please let me welcome Nikita Newell-Hall to the Influencer Africa platform. Hi, Nikita, are you on? Hi, Mahavada, yes, I'm here. Woo! It's always exciting, Nikita, when we get together. Um, we don't have too much time. Sorry, I don't want to, you know, have you because you have a lot to talk about. But I mean, a couple things. I want you to kind of just like, you know, talk about, you know, some of the things that you initiated in influencer entertainment marketing. 
And then we can talk about a few things um, where it's going quickly before we end. So yeah, just talk about some of those first things, some of that like, you know, um, at Nike, you were working with like, um, when Ludacris was still a DJ, like, you know, you, you set up that little influencer project. Talk about that. Talk about the celebrity, the backstage creations. Let's talk about some of those things that, you know, was like 20 years ago. And, you know, some people are still just catching up now. Yeah. So thanks so much for having me um, on this panel. It's really great to hear what's going on around the world. Um, in terms of influencer marketing. So about 20 years ago, I was at Nike and my role there was to work directly with celebrities. So these are A-list name, household name celebrities that people know and have heard of and to really integrate our brand with them and their life and their lifestyle. Um, what I started to notice was that it was becoming increasingly difficult to cultivate those relationships because of the amount of money, quite frankly, that they were demanding. Um, and rightfully so, because, again, they had the brand equity in their name just as much as the Nike name um, had its own brand equity. Um, and so there should be some parity there when it comes to uh, sharing the monetary resources. So for me, it was just very important to think more uh, uh, innovatively about how I could continue to drive the brand forward using personalities. And so I created um, an influencer program. I'd never heard of an influencer program before. Um, and we would go into several cities throughout America, just targeting who were those people that were on the cusp, right about to break, that we could align our brand with. And they had a, a certain amount of influence. So in Atlanta, yeah, you're right, ludicrous. Uh, and also Lala Anthony, I don't know um, mm -hmm. if people are familiar with her. People but she, know Lala. Uh, <laughs> people know Lala? Okay, okay, yeah. So so, um, so they were radio DJs in Atlanta as an example. And I just knew that they had something incredible and something special. And again, I'd spent time in the marketplace to really have my finger on the pulse of what was bubbling in these major markets. And so we aligned the brand, Nike brand with them at a very early stage and really created a program that was based on authenticity, which I heard a lot on this platform today. And that was based on knowing what would bring value to that influencer. You know, I sit sort of at the intersection of brand and talent. So my training and my background is on the brand side, whether it's Nike or T-Mobile or Viacom, HBO. Um, but uh, but also on the talent side, because we do have relationships with these A-list uh, celebrities. And so I'm always trying to mitigate the two, figure out what's going to work best for both. And at Nike, I was always really challenging the brand to create something very special for our influencer base and our influencers um, so that they would, to your point, want to be emotionally branded and connected to the brand, that they would do more and that they would uh, get their audience to really support the brand, um, again, in these very authentic ways. And so we did that all across the country. And one, one really unique thing that came out of this and the way I knew that influencer marketing was the absolute way of the future is that I decided to target Nike products that weren't doing well. So everybody knows Brand Jordan. Everybody knows Air Force One, the dunk, Air Max 95. Like, 
no brainers. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. I would work with departments on products that were slow moving, products that we had put a lot of innovation and money into, but that just weren't connecting with the market. And products that even had, let's say, a different design aesthetic than what was already in the market, right? So I would place those products with our influencers and then see what happens. No matter what product it was that I put into the marketplace through this program, it took off. So that told me that there was a value in influencers connecting with them, building authentic relationships with them, and then making sure that they were getting as much out of the relationship with the brand as we were getting out of them. Mm -hmm. So I'll yeah. pause right there to see if there's any feedback yeah, no. on that, and then I can talk about the gifting suites if you want. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's great. I think um, it maybe I don't know if it's easier for um, a, a big brand to institute something like that, but I feel like that's an approach that um, even smaller brands um, should be yeah. doing. You know, I don't, I don't even, I don't see so much of that. That nurturing, you know, I think that was something key about what you said, and that's something key for brands and marketers out here. It's not just about like paying somebody to post on their Instagram. It's about nurturing those relationships. Yeah. So that's so important. You know, that's so important. Yeah, because I mean, that's the key, really. And, you know, again, I'm a brand person, so I feel like I can have a real talk with my brand people. Um, but, you know, brands just can't be lazy. You can't just say, well, I'm a brand. I have money. I have a good product. And so even if I'm small, I know my product is good and you deserve, you know, you want to be with me. And so therefore I'll just sit back and just be on Instagram or on Snap or, you know, on TikTok and just see who's hot and then try to align my brand with them. No, get from behind your computer, get out in these streets and figure who is really um, connecting with their audiences and how they're doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's something that a brand of any size can do um, and mm -hmm. uh, really make a difference with the types of influencers that they can afford to engage on their level. So, so that was one of the keys for mm -hmm. us too, is that we were truly ingrained. So that means we knew managers, we knew publicists, right? We weren't just yeah. thinking about the end game, like let's put a, a, a celebrity face on our product and that's it. Um, we were also challenging ourselves to go to go deeper and so any brand can do that at any size yeah yeah and i think something that's important for a person as, at a brand or marketing or a business um is to really be intuitive to influencers who they are where they're going right i think we talked about you know projects that we worked on at the beginning of some of these artists careers that we took a chance on and here they are like you know some of them 10 million sales later or, you know, five, six Grammys later, you know, you have to have that intuition um, as a marketer, as an agency, as a brand to understand who is really hot and not just who has a lot of numbers. I, I, we didn't really talk about that today, but I feel like that is really, really key as well. Yeah, I mean, I do think there's an art and science to marketing and to influencer marketing and to celebrity engagement. It's not, and it's not always about as a marketer, what I like, right? I'm not just always aligning with, oh, I like that artist or, oh, I like that actress. It's about my audience and what I know is gonna connect to my consumer. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. 
again, in order to do that, I have to be doing my homework. I have to eat, breathe, breathe um, sleep, drink this culture and this um, sort of influencer um, uh, ecosystem. And what that means is knowing very early on and having that intuition. So that intuition is gonna be built by you doing the work. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Soul Chronicles. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Influencer Africa, where Nikita and I joined speakers from across Africa in Ghana, Nigeria, and South Africa, and Nikita joining in from Hollywood, California, to discuss the state of influencer marketing around the world. As you know, Nikita and I, background in influencer and entertainment marketing, made us perfect voices to join this discussion, and we hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms, The Soul Chronicles, and definitely give us a feedback. Let us know if you have any questions, any comments. Um, If you work in entertainment or influencer marketing, we love to hear your, your thoughts on today's episode. Thanks so much, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to The Soul Chronicles, the podcast navigating life and times in the sneaker industry, Hollywood, and corporate America. Be sure to join us for another exciting episode.